Yes, 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 y'all. Welcome to a bonus edition of Cool Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I am your man, DJ Mante, a.k.a. DM Cool. And this is very impromptu because it has been a day, or not even a full day, but it's, been, it's been at least 12 hours since the collapse of the Philadelphia 76ers at the hands of one Benjamin Simmons. And this pod right here is dedicated to the roast of the most overrated second option and overall most overrated player in the league, Benjamin Simmons. Now, this pod, when you get it, it will not be refined or edited or or anything like that. It will be raw, raw as hell. All right. It will be so raw. You would think it's Monday night. Actually, it will be Monday night by the time you listen to this, let's be honest. Um, and it is going to be more raw than Uncut Gems. Shout out to Adam Sandler. That's a fantastic movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Nonetheless, let the slander begin. Because I've been waiting for a long, long, long time to get in on this action. And normally, you know, for any pod in general, I would just, you know, wait the week or wait what happens within the week and just, you know, do the pod as I normally do, put it into a segment and all that stuff. But seeing how I'm home, you know, working from home, um, I have pod equipment at my place of residence as opposed to going into a studio. I say, fuck it. Let me just plug this in real quick. Give you guys the juice and then let y'all have it. Now, keep in mind. I don't know how long this part is going to be. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. Who knows? For as long as I want it to be. And you're going to hear, you know, everything in the background. I got the window open, so the wind might be blowing. I might, you know, clear my throat and cough a couple times here or there. But either way, those are just the breaks. So, ladies and gents, let's get in. Let's get in on the slander of, of Ben Simmons. Benjamin Simmons. Actually, I don't even know if I can call it slander because all of what I'm going to say is complete facts. This is not slander. This is not defamation of character. This is all real talk. These are facts. These are historical statements that I'm about to put out into the universe right now because these are things that we've already known about Benjamin Simmons. And that he's overrated as shit. So let's rewind to game seven between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. Many people thought that Philadelphia would be the victors of the series, seeing as how they have an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid who absolutely balled out in the series, 30 points and 12 rebounds. And then you have a sidekick, Ben Simmons, you know, perennial all-star, all-defense. And supposedly the guy who's supposed to be a lethal threat if he ever develops a a jump shot to add to his game that he already has. Then you have Doc Rivers as a head coach, whom I have my issues with, and I may or may not get to that later. And then you have a pretty decent overall support cast. Tobias Harris, overpaid contract. Uh, Matisse Thibault, very good defender, but made a bonehead to play near the end of the game. Seth Curry, who's also been referred to as the other Curry, but Seth, to his credit, made a name for himself in this series. I think he averaged around 25 a game in the series, so no slander for him. He, he actually did, actually, he went above and beyond his role, so I'll give him that. And then you have everyone else, but we're not here to talk about everyone else, primarily. 
We're here to talk about Benjamin Simmons. Benjamin Simmons, a.k.a. the guy who lied on his resume to get the job that he has today. I have never seen one player in the history of maybe not only the NBA, but in the history of professional basketball or maybe even just the history of basketball as a sport who is so afraid of taking a jump shot. A jump shot. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but shooting the ball into the hoop is the main part of the freaking game. Let me reiterate that. To shoot the ball into the hoop is the main aspect of the game. It is your job, especially as a professional basketball player, to shoot the ball. Ben Simmons is getting paid $140 million to not do his job. He is not doing his job by avoiding to shoot the bloody basketball. And yet he still has $140 million left on his contract to get paid out. But he doesn't want to do his job. He doesn't want to shoot the basketball. This guy has no problem shooting his shots at Instagram models. He has no problem taking shots with said Instagram models at the bar. But for some reason, when he laces up his sneakers and takes to the court and actually holds a basketball in his hand, he's afraid to shoot it. And as if that was bad enough, this guy is now apparently afraid to dunk the basketball when he has a defender running at him. The man blew a wide open dunk when Trey Young was about to run over for help defense, which probably wouldn't have alluded to anything. But what does this guy do? He passes it to Matisse Thibel, and he gets fouled. Now, for all I know, he was probably afraid that he would get sent to the free throw line if Trey was able to get to him in time to to give him the foul. But worst case scenario, it would have been the and one, so you would have gotten the two points anyway from a field goal, and then you missed the free throw. But to be that afraid to shoot the ball, you would pass up an open dunk in the fourth quarter in crunch time of a game seven where your series is on the line and hanging in the balance. Now, let it be known, if Atlanta loses a series or if they were to have lost a series, it it would have been a successful season for them all around regardless. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks are overachieving because... Keep in mind, they started off 14 and 20. They fired their original head coach. They hired their assistant coach, Nate McMillan. Had a complete turnaround. There were no all-stars on this team this year. Mind you, Trey is an all-star level talent, but he wasn't voted onto the all-star team this year. And despite all that, they beat the Knicks in the first round 4-1, and they beat the Philadelphia 76ers in a seven-game series. And Philly was supposed to be the better team on paper. Atlanta is overachieving. Even if they get swept embarrassingly by the Bucs, they've had a successful season, all things considered. As a four seed, nonetheless. But Philadelphia? Y'all were the number one seed of the Eastern Conference. 
And Ben Simmons is supposed to be the anchor of your offense as far as directing it. He's supposed to be this all-worldly generational talent that only comes once every so often. And he's supposed to be the missing piece to the process. Yet, if we are to call Joel Embiid the process, then we have to call Ben Simmons the refund because you need a return on investment from Ben Simmons that you are not getting. And based on what you're getting from Ben Simmons, he is defective as fuck. This guy needs to be traded immediately. I'm sorry, but we've had four years of this. I can't even say we because I'm not a member of the Philadelphia 76ers fan base, but just as a general NBA viewer and somebody who talks about it and writes about it and stuff like that. I have been hearing, you know, it's one thing to hear from fans because fans are fanatical. They'll, they'll be stands for whomever they, they like, players, teams, whatever. But I've heard from mainstream media so-called experts who have been singing the praises of Ben Simmons ever since he got into the league. I've heard multiple people scream out, oh, if if once this guy gets a jump shot, look out, guys, look out. He's going to be scary. He's going to be scary. Oh, my gosh, there's so much of Magic Johnson and LeBron James in him. Oh, my God. When he gets a jump shot, guys, look out. Woogie boogie. This is the guy that we're supposed to be afraid of. This is the guy that we're supposed to be afraid of. Let me give you a sample of what we as the NBA community and basketball fans and sports fans or whomever are supposed to be afraid of. We are supposed to be afraid of a guy who took three field goals in the entire fourth quarter of this series. Don't believe me? It is a statistical fact. Let me read it off to you. Game one of this series, two for two from the field. And this is the fourth quarter, mind you. Game two, zero of zero field goals from the field. Game three, one of one from the field. And games four, five, six, and seven, zero of zero from the field. In the words of Sam Mitchell, Sam Mitchell, pardon me, in his words, all I saw on the stat sheets was zero, 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 zero. This guy has so many zeros, I'm thinking he's trying to fuck up some commas on some future shit. But I feel like looking at that stat sheet, we should turn those zeros into L's because I feel like the amount of L's that he has is the amount of zeros that he has in the stat sheet when it comes to his field goal percentage in the fourth quarter of this series. This is the generational talent that we're talking about. I mean, granted, when he got drafted and he had a and he had his rookie season or quote unquote rookie season because he technically got redshirted. You know, people were singing his praises because he averaged like a near triple double and people were saying, oh, my gosh, this guy's the limit for this kid. And sure, you know what? It was fair to say that because it was his first year. 
But after that year, he hasn't really improved much on the offensive end. Defense, I'll give him that. Defense, he's good. Very good. But offense, not much has changed. And some people will will try and compare it to Giannis and and whomever. And Giannis is not a very good jump shooter himself either. I've been on record saying that he should be more of a center so that he doesn't always have to rely on his jump shot. But at least Giannis attempts. He actually tries. Even when he's wide open and you got the crowd booing him or whatever the case may be, he actually tries. This guy doesn't even try to shoot. He'll be wide open from from three-point range, for example, and he's not even going to try and shoot or even just step in and take like a mid-range or whatever the case may be. He won't even try. This guy, during the postseason this year, was 32% from the free throw line. 32% from the free throw line. Now I know why people were comparing him to Magic Johnson, because it seems like Ben Simmons has an affinity for the number 32, seeing how that's the number that Magic wore during his days with the Lakers. 32. Listen, Shaquille O'Neal was a bad free throw shooter, but he wasn't 32% bad. This guy is trash. And listen, all the people back in the day, and when I mean back in the day, I'm talking about like three, four years ago, roughly, give or take. But all those people who used to roast Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan for not showing up in the playoffs year in and year out when they're always knocking on the door and their numbers dipped. I need y'all to do me one favor and one favor only. I need y'all to keep that same energy for Benjamin Simmons, your so-called generational talent. The guy who's supposed to take you to the promised land alongside Joel Embiid. He was supposed to be the penny to Joel Shaq, circa mid-90s Orlando Magic. But he's out here looking like Michael Carter Williams. Benjamin Simmons is beyond hot garbage. This guy is fermented compost. He is absolute doo-doo. I don't want to hear any talk about this guy being a top 10 or top 15 player. No. If you are a wing player, which he is, Trapped in a Ford's body. But regardless, if you are a wing player, you have to show the ability to shoot from long range. Joel Embiid takes more jump shots than him. I'm not even just talking about from long range. I'm even talking about from mid-range as well. He'll shoot that, you know, 15 to 18 foot jump shot. He'll shoot it, you know, in the paint as well. This guy can't even do that. And even as a big body, Ben Simmons doesn't have a post-up game. All he does is back his shoulder into a player and then put up a measly little jump hook with the offhand. That is not a post move. What Joel Embiid does in the post, back to the basket, face to the basket, little stutter step, doing the Euro step when he has the opening, those are post moves. 
Ben Simmons can't shoot from the perimeter. He can't shoot from close range. And now he's running away from dunks because there's a guy who's in the paint with him who might foul him as well. And this is supposed to be a generational talent, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not going to say that he's the worst number one overall pick in NBA history. But he's looking like, I want to say a questionable one, not to say that he didn't deserve to be the number one pick. But he's easily the most perplexing number one pick that I could think of. Because this guy hasn't improved on anything that he's done in the league since he first started playing. I mean, think, take this into perspective. Take this into perspective for a minute. <clears throat> Ever since his rookie year, or the year that he actually started playing, because he got drafted in 2016, but he didn't start playing until the 2017-18 season. But ever since then, the Philadelphia 76ers have made the playoffs after, what, like seven years of missing the playoffs because of the, uh, the Sam Hinkie era. Since then, the Sixers have underachieved. They have underachieved. They have underachieved. And, let, you know what, let's just break it down real quick, right? And, and I get it, it's not all his fault. It's not all his fault, but he deserves to take accountability for his actions. So, 2018, they have the three seed. If I'm not mistaken, do they have the three? Who had the, man, I swear they had, it may have been a top four seed. Who, who cares? Whatever, whatever. They had, they, they, they made it into the playoffs. All I remember from that year is that they won 50 games. And they had a 15 or 16 game winning streak to end off the season. And everybody at First Take and FS1 and all these mainstream sports media outlets were calling about, oh, Ben Simmons is here. He's the future, future NBA champion. The future is now, all that dumbness. They got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs that year, 4-1, to a Boston Celtics team that were without their two best players in Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. They were led by a rookie, Jason Tatum, followed by a second-year Jalen Brown, followed by a rookie, Jason, or not Jason, um, Terry Rozier, a.k.a. Scary Terry. All right? 2019. They lost in the second round of the conference semifinals to the Toronto Raptors. Now, that one... <coughs> I'll give them a bit of a pass because of the fact that they lost in quite possibly the most impro- improbable fashion that we have ever seen with four bounces on the rim. That, that shot could have gone either way. And also because of the fact that they, in hindsight, lost to the eventual NBA champions. So I'll give them that. I will give them that. And then last year, it was a very down year for the Sixers. They lost in the first round to who they was it was a Boston once again I believe I think it was Boston yeah it was Boston that they lost to last year now you could say that you know Ben Simmons was injured throughout the re- uh, for uh, the remainder of the playoffs but what was happening in the regular season for them to be sixth sixth they were a sixth seed what happened this is regular season we're talking about and that brings us to. 
the present day where they had the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid has an outer body experience and basically balls out to the point to where he became an MVP runner up. You got a new coach. You had a new uh, roster of players. You had you got Dwight Howard, who just came off a championship with the Lakers. You got Danny Green, who just came off a championship with the Lakers. You got Seth Curry, who balled out uh, last year in the playoffs when he was with the Mavericks. And then you have some of your returning pieces like Matisse Thibel, Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, and a few other guys. And despite all of that, Y'all still wet the bed. And listen, you can point out to the mistakes that other players made, like Matisse Thibault slapping the head of, of uh, Kevin Kevin Herter, who absolutely balled out 27 points in a game seven. Shout-outs to him. You could also point the finger to Joel Embiid, who turned the ball over late in the game with a minute left. But then again, Joel Embiid was giving you 30 points and 12 rebounds in that series. You might even be able to point some blame to Doc Rivers and some of the the lineup adjustments that he made or didn't make. But at the end of the day, when you are supposed to be the second option on the team and you're a wing-based player and you can do all these cool, versatile things that you can create plays for others, grab rebounds, uh, do chase-down blocks, Uh, cover positions one through five but the only thing that you can do ironically enough which is the main basis of the game is to shoot the ball i don't want to hear jack shit listen i was saying um throughout these playoffs that chris middleton was the most overrated second option in the league But guess what? Middleton actually showed up in game seven for his team. Especially with some clutch jumpers down the stretch. I think he hit the final field goal of that game against Brooklyn. So I give him his props on that. Chris Asperzingis, I've also said, is one of the more overrated second options in the league. But there is somewhat of a benefit of the doubt that can be given to him because last year, in the playoffs, he did very well, but then he got injured, unfortunately. <clears throat> but in this year, he just got reduced to a, a spot-up shooter. They basically kind of gave him the Kevin Love treatment. So I thought that was very questionable by, by Rick Carlisle, who's no longer there, apparently. And with Kristaps, we've seen him play better than how he's played in the past season. So something needs to be tinkered, but you at least know that he has it. But with Ben Simmons, from an offensive standpoint, he hasn't improved one single bit. His main basis of getting offense is transition buckets. That's it. That ain't good enough. And I get it. He's a young guy. He's, he's nowhere near his athletic prime yet. But when that comes and passes, what do you have left? You need a jump shot. Especially in this era of basketball. If you want to play the wing position, you need a jump shot. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is basically a prerequisite. You need a jump shot if you are a wing-based player. If you are 
a front court base player, like a power forward or a center specifically, and you have a jump shot, that's considered a bonus. That is considered a bonus. But if you're a wing player and you want to play that point guard role, you need a jump shot. There's no excuses about it. Even if you are a post player and he has the body of one and he plays in the post from time to time, you have to have post moves. Like, this is the way I see Ben Simmons now. And I'm not even trying to diss the player that I'm about to compare him to, but this is just an obvious fact at this point. Ben Simmons is a much more athletic version of Draymond Green. They're both facilitators for the offense. They're both exceptionally well at defense. Like, they're elite-level defenders. They both get their rebounds, et cetera, et cetera. And they both score when they have the opportunities to do so. But the difference between Draymond and Simmons is the fact that Dre will actually take the open shot if he has it. He's not a knockdown three-point shooter or, or, or just a shooter in general. But if he's open, he'll take the shot. Benjamin won't even take the shot. Benjamin is too scared. Benjamin is inept at shooting. And apparently Benjamin is shooting with the wrong hand from what I keep hearing from other people. Like, is he a left-handed or a right-handed person? I've always assumed that he's a left-handed person because whenever he does score the basket, like on a layup, for example, it's usually with the left hand. But if you have an elite-level shooter who also happens to be his ex-teammate in J.J. Redick, and he's telling him that he needs to shoot with his right hand, then maybe he's a sharp shooting with his right hand. I mean, is that so crazy to think about? And you know what the funny thing is? I actually went on Twitter earlier today because one of my friends texted me and said how I I should check out Twitter and see what everyone else is saying about Ben. But before I could get to that, when I did go to Twitter, I saw tweets about Kyle Lowry. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me me see what everyone's saying about Kyle Lowry. And they were mad funny. They were mad funny. I could go over all of them, but that would take way too much time. So I'm going to say this. Basically, the basis of all the tweets that were surrounding Kyle Lowry were around the fact that all these teams, including Philly, so Philly, uh, the Lakers, and the Miami Heat, they all declined to accept Lowry in a deal for all of their glorified role players. And look where all these teams are at, are at now. Miami got swept in the first round. Um, what's his name? The Los Angeles Lakers got taken out in the first round by the Phoenix Suns. Shouts to Phoenix, by the way. And the Sixers, <laughs> the Sixers probably had the most embarrassing loss in this year's playoffs, in my personal opinion. Listen, <clears throat> I don't want to make this about the Raptors because, you know, I do that all the time when it comes to my, my pods, whatever. But th- this is when, when people underestimate the value of certain players like a Kyle Lowry and then they end up shitting on themselves. This is what you deserve. The Miami Heat could have had Kyle Lowry, but they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero. And evidently enough, Tyler was no hero for them in the first round. The Lakers could have had Kyle Lowry. He would have been a much better upgrade to the point spot than, than Dennis Schroeder. 
but they didn't want to give up THT. Well, it looked like the Lakers were high on THC by not making that move. And finally, the Sixers didn't want to give up Matisse Thibel or Shake Milton. It's going to take a long time for the Philadelphia Sixers to shake, shake, shake that off. Listen, from now on, when you speak of the name of Benjamin Simmons, I no longer want you to associate that person in the conversations of superstardom. There's all stars, there's superstar level one, and there's superstar level two. Superstar level two, there's only a few of them in the league right now. There's only about five or six, if I may say so myself, in my opinion. Superstars level one, you have about maybe 15 of them, 10 to 15 at most. And then you have all-stars and then the rest of your role player. Or sorry, you have all-stars and then you have borderline all-stars and then you have exceptional role players and then role players and then so on and so forth. Benjamin is an all-star. He is an all-star. That is it. Nothing more, nothing less. And if you try to say that he is anything more than that, then you are smoking the finest grade of bath salts, in my personal opinion. Because there is no way that you can be so foolish enough on a sober mind and full of body, mind, and sound and spirit that you can confidently say that Ben Simmons is a superstar. Because he is most certainly not. He is part of that generation of NBA players nowadays who are more concerned about their Instagram drip than they are about their game. He is in the same class as Kyle Kuzma and 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 Kelly Oubre. Just a bunch of want to be pretty ass dudes who want to look good for the gram instead of working on their game. That is Ben Simmons. Ben just happens to be a bit more talented than, than those other guys. But that is no doubt Ben Simmons in a nutshell. So all this superstar talk, all this talk about, oh my God, he's going to be so scary when he gets that jump shot. Look out, guys. It's been four fucking years. It's been four fucking years. He should have had that jump shot at the very least when he was in AAU. This is the NBA. He's 24 years old. It's a matter of whether or not you want to work on a jump shot. Again, I'm going to go back to the Raptors on this. May not be the best example to use right now with the current circumstances, but nonetheless, there is a point to to what I'm trying to say. But when I look at a guy like Pascal Siakam, he came into the league and all he was was an athletic forward, an undersized athletic forward at that, who can um, operate in transition. That was his first year. Second year. He was with the Raptors 9 of 5, and not only was he athletic, but his post moves started to come to uh, fruition, started to develop a little bit more. He also got a bit of a handle, but he didn't have the jump shot yet. Not yet. But then the year after, and this is the championship season, the jump shot came in. The man went from 17% from the three-point line 
to 37% from the three-point line. That 37 to 39, that 35 to 37% area is a above average league wide. And he got to that. Why? Because he worked at it, which is why he received the most improved player award that season, and w- which is why he was the second option, second scoring option on a championship winning team. Him and Kawhi Leonard combined to have the highest point total uh, in a single postseason in NBA history, uh, tied for second place uh, in NBA history, tied alongside uh, Jordan Pippen, which is pretty good company to have around. Or no, 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 sorry, they were tied with. It was either they were either tied with Jordan and Pippen or Wade and LeBron James in one of the two years that they won the NBA championship. But either way, elite company to be around, and that all happened because he improved on his scoring. He he improved. He worked at it. He made the attempts. And then the year after, he became an all-star for the first time and was all-NBA second team, averaging 23.7 rebounds a game on 37% shooting from the three-point line. That is what happens when you work at your fucking game. And this guy was a, was a, a low first-round pick that nobody even heard of. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons is the number one overall pick in the fucking draft. Based off a of name recognition alone. But this guy's too scared to take a freaking jump shot. And he's supposed to be the generational talent that the, that the mainstream media keeps propping us on. Listen, I don't care if it's, if, it's, if it's undisputed on FS1 or if it's first take on ESPN or any other show. But all these media experts need to stop it right now. They need to stop. Stop insulting the intelligence of the people who are watching these shows all for the sake of engagement, views, likes, and retweets. Stop it. He is not a generational talent. He is just a very good player when it comes to certain aspects of the game. But this offensive thing that we have to be worried about in the future or someone that has the potential of being an offensive threat, stop. It's done. The the charade is over. The jig is up. This April Fool's joke is four years too long. It's done. It's over. I'm so tired of it. I am so tired of Benjamin Simmons always being in the, in the topic of conversation about being a player who has the potential to be the scoring threat and all this stuff. He's like a little LeBron James. He's like, there's so much Magic Johnson in him, and if he gets a three-point shot, it's all over, guys. Well, there's one thing I do agree with you guys on, and that it is over. It is over. This prank call that, 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 that's been happening for so long, it is over. It is a wrap. It's done. Stop it. I'm done. We're all done. The NBA community is done with it. This guy needs to get traded. He needs to. I don't I, like I don't know who is going to want his services, but I can assure you that this offseason, his trade stock will be at an all time low. And I'm not sure whom else the Raptors were potentially going to throw in the trade for potentially Ben Simmons when they were shopping Kyle Lowry around. But man, the trade value has now dropped. Because you're only as good as your last game. I could see him going to Portland, for example, because because of the way that that the Trailblazers play. They could trade him for for um, uh, CJ McCollum. He could be like the main piece, along with like a few other pieces, to make the contracts work. You can have him in that in that point forward position where you know you can allow Dane to be the main trigger man from the, from the point guard position. Because that's basically the kind of player that you need to pair around somebody like Ben Simmons at this point based on his ineptitude to shoot the ball himself. It's kind of like how the Golden State Warriors work with Draymond, who is basically their point person. And yeah, 
Steph does play point as well, but Steph is always somebody who who can move without the ball as well. So he doesn't even need to be direct directing the traffic all the time because Draymond is doing that. They need to treat Ben Simmons like a Draymond type player because they have similar skill sets. But ben just, Benjamin just lacks the willingness to shoot. So I feel like I'm going on long now. I think I've said what I needed to say. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of things I've forgotten to say. But I'm going to cap it off with this. And this is a tweet that I put out a couple hours ago. And this is how it goes. If the Sixers decide to keep Ben Simmons, even after all of his ineptitude, then, in my Charles Barkley voice, I guarantee that this will be the only time they play basketball in June. Thank y'all for listening. A little bit impromptu, but I had to get this one out. If you're listening to this, then that means that you not only have this, but you also have the regular weekly podcast I put out as well. I gave y'all a double feature because I love y'all that much. Y'all already know what it is. It's your man, DJ Mante, a.k.a. DM Cool. Reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. I'm out of here. Peace.